your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition... Got it. The other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success. Build your brand. Optimize relationships. Obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features Sonia Smith-Valentine. She's a financial expert, attorney, and president of Financially Fierce LLC. Sonia helps increase workplace productivity by decreasing employee financial stress. She also turns ordinary managers into financially fierce and savvy decision makers for improved profitability. The part of boost that Sonia will touch on is obtain more leads. Hey, Sonia, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes. You know, I was trying to think back um, as we were just exchanging emails and all that good stuff and scheduling for the, the podcast. I'm trying to remember how we originally met. Do you remember? Because I can't. Uh, Sharon Washington. Okay. And I was thinking it probably was Sharon, but I couldn't remember if it was or Mm -hmm. not. So I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Now, I am so excited because I know you're working on a book project, which my prayers and thoughts are with you because I know that is no joke. (laughs) When you make, when you put out into the universe that I'm going to write a book and then it seems like all these things come at you with, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? But what I'm excited about is the topic of of the book. From what I understand, you're focusing on the impact of money management, the intersection of that and, and the impact that it has on career success, correct? Yes. Lots of folks kind of treat the two issues as separate and don't actually understand that they're intertwined. And I'll just give you kind of a quick example, and I'll use me as the example. Mm-hmm. I long ago worked for one of the really big accounting firms, and I really hated being there, mm. like hated being there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of my first jobs out of college, and because it was one of the big firms, we were getting paid really well. Mm-hmm. At that time, I couldn't leave and go someplace else because they weren't going to pay me as much. And the problem was I had come out of college not thinking, bought a new car. So now I got the car note and the insurance and I moved into my own place, a much more expensive place than I needed to move into. Mm-hmm. So I made my personal finance choices such that I now was stuck at a job and a, and a career path that I didn't want to be on. Mm. I couldn't leave it because I think I had to pay the bills that I've now created by the decisions I made with my money management. Wow. 
That is so true. And we see it happening time and time again. So that's your personal story. So how are you through the book? Like, how are you helping people? Or what are some of the trends? Because your story, I'm sure, is one that resonates with so many people. And then we wake up miserable every day because we're like, oh, my gosh, I have got yeah. to go to this job because I've got to buy for this car. I've got to pay for this car. I've got to pay for the mortgage. I got to pay for all this furniture that I right. really didn't need. So how does this book sort of walk us through the journey and to how to make better decisions, I guess. Is that what the book is focusing on? Yeah, it's, and I kind of give you the quick approach. You know, obviously I, I dwell deeper, but I kind of walk people through some of the steps to make a different path for yourself. Mm-hmm. And the, the most important one is the first one, and it's a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest part of all of this. Um, I tell people all the time, there's tons of financial information out there, tons of financial books, webinars. So clearly it's not about information because if it was, people, lots of people would be doing better with their finances. Right. Tons of access. So the issue isn't the information. The issue is people changing their mindset about how they're going to approach their finances. So like none of the rest of it matters unless you first make that decision of I'm going to do something different. Mm -hmm. And then my next step is you have to actually take a complete look at where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Most folks kind of want to stick their head in the sand and kind of ignore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I always say, no, you can't start to fix if you don't know where it's broken. So you've got to take the good, hard look. And I don't mean just the surface. Okay, here's the mortgage, here's the car. Like, oh, we need to dwell into we're spending how much on dry cleaning? Mm. Huh. We're spending how much going out to the comedy club? Wow. Mm. You know, like you've got to really take that, oh, let me look hard at where we are and get a real accurate picture. Right. And then once you get the picture, you can go, okay, am I bringing in enough? Am I short? And does that, if I'm short, does that mean I need to just get a little bit of a side hustle because we need, you know, a couple hundred dollars more a month? Or do I need to be looking at getting a new job because I need a raise? Mm. You, you can't start making those decisions until you first know where you are. Right. So I kind of try to walk people through, you know, here's the process you need to go through so that you can put yourself in a better position of knowing where you are, knowing where the problem is. And then, OK, let's talk about some of the ways, depending upon where you are, that you can maybe fix it and do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that mindset shift thing, that's that's real, because to your point, like once you go through this, this these phases, OK, I. I mm-hmm. sort of have a better understanding. I have the awareness. Now I've done this personal audit. Now, okay, what's the strategy? What's the plan? I implement it. Because the problem that I think a lot of people have is that then, okay, maybe they do get a new job or they do get a raise or they do get a side hustle, but then they loop themselves right back into it again, right? Now yeah. I'm buying yeah. more stuff that I don't need or I'm literally eating my profit margin because I'm now eating lunch out every day. It blows my mind the number of people that eat that buy lunch every day. Like I... I know people look yeah. at me at work every day and they're like, oh my gosh, you, you eating soup again? You're a little homemade soup. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I have my little homemade soup because I, you know, I know that I want to save that money. And when you talk about like 10, 15, $20 a day on eating out yeah. every day, that stuff adds up quickly. 
I was having a conversation um, with a good friend of mine because I was pulling out, for example, all of my um, fall and, and winter clothes mm-hmm. and putting away a lot of the summer clothes and taking stuff out the closet. And I was saying to her, one of the things that I'm really proud of myself, I don't have a full closet where everything is shoved in. Mm-hmm. I can literally move stuff along the pole. Mm-hmm. And I don't have this desire of, oh, my God, I don't have enough clothes. There's too much space in the closet. I need to go out and buy stuff. And I was trying to get her to understand part of the problem that she has been going through is every time there's space and she cleans stuff out, Mm -hmm. she goes back and rebuys stuff because she looks at the closet and thinks, (laughs) oh, my God, it's empty. I don't have any clothes. And I go, no, space is not a problem. (laughs) Right, right. Oh my gosh. And you know, it's so funny because most of us have, I throw up air court uniforms anyway, right? Like when you, Mm -hmm. when I look at my closet, I've got all this stuff and you basically wear the same things over and over and over again Mm -hmm. anyway. So what good does it do to have this full closet of stuff? So exactly. It's just a waste of money. Yeah. Yeah. But now, okay. So let me take, let me put a slight twist on what you shared around sort of this intersection of money management and career success, because I think another Mm -hmm. thing, even before we get to career, oftentimes you've got students or uh, young adults who are going to college, college debt, which is crazy spiraling out of control. And then they're forced also to take jobs that perhaps aren't maybe directly aligned with their major and or that they're miserable in because now they've got this mountain of student debt. So what process, and I'd imagine it's similar process in terms of, okay, we've got to help them with their mindset, but do it earlier on so that we can catch all these other things before they spiral into this um, more of what you're referring to in terms of um, the career success, because this is sort of pre-career, post-college type of mindset shift that needs to take place. Well, you know, part of the problem is parents and their kids need to get a little more realistic. If your child wants to be a teacher, mm-hmm. that's great because we need wonderful teachers. Mm-hmm. But they also then don't need to be looking at going into $150,000 of debt to go to Harvard. Right. It doesn't, there's not, the return on that investment is not there. Right. You need to say, okay, what schools have great teaching programs that are affordable? that I'm not going to come out swamped in debt. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. We have taken this attitude in our culture of, oh, no, you've got to, you know, go to Harvard. You've got to go to Yale. You've got, you know, that's that's what you have to do. You've got to go to the most expensive college, regardless of the cost, because that's the only way you'll succeed. And I'm going, no, it's not. Absolutely not. There Given the number of colleges that exist in this country, there are clearly enough people going to other colleges besides, you know, the Ivy Leagues Mm -hmm. who are succeeding in life. Right. So clearly it can be done. So we've got to get out of that mindset because we keep going into it of, oh, okay, we're going to send them to Harvard and Yale. We'll figure out the cost later. We're just going to, you know, take out all the loans. We'll push it down the road. And you're not thinking about is this a really good way to go about the education for your kid? Parents, on top of that, they're taking out loans also on top of the kid taking out loans. So really, we've got to stop, you know, back when they're in in high school and looking at the the college process to say, wait, um, maybe you should do the first two years at a community college, Mm -hmm. which is a lot less expensive, Mm -hmm. and then transfer to a four-year. Take your two-year degree, transfer it to a four-year 
And then that way we save some of the cost or, huh, you know, cause I did that. Mm-hmm. Not, not the two year, four year thing, but I looked at when I was going to college, I had gotten into the university of Pennsylvania, which is an Ivy league. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten into Villanova university, both in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Well, Villanova had an excellent reputation as a bit, you know, for their business school, mm-hmm. not an Ivy league, but they, their reputation still was stellar. Right. And they gave me all this scholarship money. And I was like, well, why would I go to Penn? Mm-hmm. They're going to make me take out all these loans. Nope. I'm going to go to Villanova, save myself a whole bunch of cash. Right. right. We don't, we don't do that. People couldn't believe that I turned down going to, to the university mm-hmm. of Pennsylvania. And I go, I'm not going into that level of debt. Yeah. I'll be fine. But the, and that's smart on your part and your parents' part or whoever was guiding and advising you. My mom. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, it's so, it's interesting. So we're in the thick of that. Our family is right in the, in the thick of it all. Our mm-hmm. son is actually in a two year community college and our daughter is in, is, she's a senior in high school. So she's applying to schools right now. You know, the unfortunate truth, well, first of all, the fortunate truth is that we have amazing community colleges, especially here in the DMV. Yeah. So yeah. we have that option, but I can't tell you the number of times that we had that I had to like pull some parents aside when they would give our son kind of the side eye when they were like, oh, well, where are you going to school? He's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to Howard Community College. And they were like, what? why are you going to do that? And and I mean, we literally had to have conversations because, you know, I think this the evolution of community colleges has they've just evolved um, well yeah. beyond what probably when you and I were going to high school where it was like, oh, community college, it's like 13th grade. And it's so different now. (laughs) The programs are amazing, but our generation hasn't caught up with the fact that there are great alternatives to a traditional four year. Not to mention so many of these kids now aren't mature enough to even go away to college right out of high school. So it's like we're doing them a disservice (laughs) as well. And so it's like, okay, well, you know, if we're going to test anything out for two years, we're going to test it at a lower rate and find out that you're not mature or that college isn't for you or what have you, rather than spending or investing all this money in a four-year education right off the bat. So I I applaud and thank you for bringing that up because, um, yeah, that's a way for us to set our children up for success early on. And it bothers me that any parent or any adult would make someone feel bad for going to college regardless of where they went. Right. You know, like my first thought would be, how dare you? This person is bettering themselves no matter where they're at. How dare you make them feel bad for that? Oh, yeah. No, trust me. We had a couple moments where I was like, oh, you better be glad I'm saved because I'm about to be, I'm about to punch you in your throat right (laughs) now. Right. I'm going to keep my earrings on today. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it's it's definitely an interesting time. Well, I'm excited about your book. So would you like to put out to the universe? When is this book going to go live is what I want to know. I don't have an official release date, but it will be 2020. Awesome. I'm in the, just literally just in the early stages of getting started. Wow. Um, it, it, it took me a while to get to the point of, okay, I'm going to write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I had spent so many years as a practicing attorney and you do a lot of writing as an attorney mm-hmm. that my brain at first was like, I'm not writing one more thing. Um, and so it took a long time for me to go, no, you gotta, you gotta come around and, and get comfortable with this idea that you're, you're going to write a book. Um, so I'm literally just getting started. Gotcha. Well, I am excited in advance for you and looking forward to the release of it. So definitely please 
keep me posted on that. And Sonia, if folks are listening in to the podcast and they want to be able to circle back to you to tap into your genius and perhaps they've got employees that they want to help sort of with this whole, how do you figure out and how do we help people manage their financial stress? What are the best ways for folks to reconnect with you? Sure. So they can go to my website, financiallyfierce.com, or they can call the office at 202-505-1051. I'm on LinkedIn, Sonia Smith-Valentine. So folks can always connect with me on LinkedIn and send me messages that way also. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sonia. This has been amazing. And I'm just looking forward to the book release. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been told by several of my friends who've given birth, they're like, it's going to feel like childbirth. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <You're done. laughs> That's right. So, uh, but it's equally as rewarding. So good luck. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But I will be sure to let you know when it's coming out. Awesome. Sounds great. Take care. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition... The other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.